Podcast. This is Andrew. This is Damien. And this is Douglas. Damien, we need to get our story straight. This Damien and Douglas foolishness cannot stand. But Andrew, you may continue with the podcast. Me and Damien will talk later. <laughs> All right. Are you guys going to depole your names or something? I'm confused. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, today, in, in completely unusual circumstances we have a guest with us a friend a foe a person who is basically the number one fan of the show i don't know i don't keep stats anymore um ran mcneil from the matinee how are you doing who's number two number two um it's probably john yeah Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, my my, my seeding, my my ranking is is slipping. I feel like uh, you know, I feel like one of your football clubs that's just not being able to put together the wins because I can't I can't linger in a in a grocery store anymore and listen to you guys go through your foolishness. I've got to like, I'm I'm behind. Do you think the grocery store cl- staff just miss you? Uh, I, I think they probably know me. Like I'm, I'm sure I have like a name. I'm that guy who laughs at the potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's probably how they refer to me. You know, there's coupon lady, uh, you know, reusable bag man and laughs at potatoes guy. That's me. <laughs> Someone has to do it. <laughs> Anyways, we have come together not only to laugh at, um, the Wolf of Wall Street and how Douglas doesn't remember movies. Um, but also to discuss one of the few releases of 2020 that we still get to, got to see because all theaters are closed. Um, and that's bad education. It's because it was on HBO. Um, you look tired. Tired is kicking my ass. I would kill somebody for a carb right now. I don't know where you could find one. You're such a bitch. Oh, would you like a bite? Come on, eat the fucking sandwich. Good morning. I wanted to make a difference. Look, we did. I got us all the way to number four, and I will get us to number one. The movie is directed by Corey Finley, the gentleman who brought up Thoroughbreds, brings us Hugh Jackman, Ray Romano, and Alison. That's why. <laughs> okay. okay. I am okay. now afraid. I have no right. Douglas has no <laughs> driven fear into me. Um, <laughs> Alison Jenny, um, in the story, the, a true story about one of the craziest, largest embezzlement scandals in American public school history, which, yeah, it happened really. So, this film follows Hugh Jackman, who is the school district representative and 
a scandal occurs as they discover embezzlement has been happening. And the story, I don't want to know how much we'll talk about, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to put this all out there because this is truth. Kind of goes far and it takes its time. Corey Finley is a man who gave us nothing but stories of other people with the like of thoroughbreds and now takes us into the education system. I have to start with my guest, Ryan McNeil. I know you were very highly on Mr. on thoroughbreds at the time. How did bad education play for you now, years gone from then? Well, it's I didn't actually realize it was the same dude until you mentioned it just a moment ago. Douglas said out loud what I was thinking in my head. I just have a filter. <laughs> <laughs> so if you did not tell me it was the same guy, I would not have known. Um, although I guess this is now going to be his his basket of rich white people doing shitty things. Uh, it's, it's not a bad milieu. Lord knows there's lots of material. Um, I, I, this, this movie is, uh, I I came away from this movie thinking this is a really good story, but I really wanted somebody else to tell it. You know, like I looked at this movie and I thought Alexander Payne would have made an amazing movie out of this, or, um, you know, like Spike Jones would have made an amazing movie out of this. Corey Finley, he played it so straight and so safe that I was like, yeah, that was fine. So when I came away from this movie and I mean, I liked it, don't get me wrong. I, I, I might also be in a little state of Stockholm syndrome because I'm just liking any new material you give me now. I'm so starved for, for <laughs> new work that it's like, yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, I, I, before this show, I actually, I was like looking around what was on cable and I hovered over dark Phoenix for, for a minute, oh, and I really thought long oh. and hard about tuning in. Yeah, that's that's where we're at, guys. That's where we're at, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. You know, I've got, listen, I've got flour, I've got toilet paper, but I don't have new content, and it's starting to mess me up. <laughs> so, Corey Finley, um, I, you know, it's it's not going to send me to the, to the theater every time he makes a new movie. I guess I the one thing I will say is he picks good stories, because this is a good story, and Thoroughbreds is a good story. So even if I'm thinking he played it safe, he at least has a good eye for material. The the thing with me, and I I, I kind of don't want to take up too much here. The, the thing with me is, I don't know if interesting stories is the right word I'd pick for him. Because these stories to me feel safe might be the right word. They feel like they are they are plain enough that he gets to express his own way of doing his stories his way. When the thing that caught me with this movie is, oddly enough, I well, I don't know how oddly it is these days as I keep talking on this podcast, I didn't know the true story behind this. Um, I mean, I remember when it was advertised and they just kind of said school embezzlement and I was like, oh, okay. And when halfway through the movie it tells us a little bit i was like oh so that's the problem and then it kind of goes bigger i'm i I found it fascinating but without going too far i am now fearful to call on douglas and hear his (laughs) hear his oh that makes sense (laughs) mr mr douglas um please tell me more (laughs) okay (laughs) well um oh boy where do i start first of all Let's start with the inevitable. Fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a 
Alex going to give it to you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so first off, I, like Ryan, did not realize who directed this movie or that that director was somehow related to another bad movie. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, Fuck shots fired. as well. <laughs> um, so it now makes a lot of sense that the director who made this movie also made a movie where he couldn't even make it good when, it's, when it had um, in it one of my favorite people, Anton Yelchin. How can you make something with Anton Yelchin bad? I don't know, but he figured out a way. Um, <laughs> I feel you overestimate Anton Yelchin's career. Absolutely not. Listen here. Anton Yelchin, it, I view Anton Yelchin the way I view Heath Ledger. Is um is a night still good? No, probably not. Is and and Damon, I know you and I disagree mm-hmm. on this, but is Don um oh, Don Juan, the Don Juan <laughs> movie good? Uh, Absolutely not. But guess what? <laughs> I love those movies. Why? <laughs> because Heath Ledger is. A star. <laughs> Listen, I will accept A Knight's Tale. I will not accept that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Don Juan. I'm thinking of... Are you no. talking about Casanova? Thank you, Casanova. Casanova yeah. yeah. So those movies are bad, you know. But oh boy, I love watching them. And I love... It's just enjoyable. And that's what Anton Yelchin is. He is somebody I enjoy spending time with. I have seen some bad movies of his that I still look at uh look back on fondly and this did oh boy and and the sad thing is the story for thoroughbreds similar to this one actually um is one that can be made to be great um and let's talk a little bit about that because ryan you and i agree and actually the notes that i have here We've been talking about my famous notes for movies. <laughs> we can take notes? That's allowed here? <laughs> the hell, man? No, what got, it no. is, it's allowed for me because, oh. you know, uh, I'm in the back of the class. But gotcha. it's not allowed for you folks. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, the thing about this movie is that it has some... It could be made well, Right. Um, now, Ryan, you took a different approach than I took because you thought to yourself, oh, if somebody competent came on, they could make this into a great version of this movie. That's not well, well, no, not somebody competent. Like, let's, you know, let, let's call a spade a spade here. Finley is competent. He doesn't like everything is lit properly. There's no booms in the shots. Everybody gets their lines. He's competent. He's just not exactly what I call creative. You know, he's not a brand. Yeah. yeah if if yeah. you told me, hey, you want to go, you know, Andrew and I are usually like calling on each other to go see something back when we could do this. Um, go see something at our local Cineplex. And, you know, if he said to me, do you want to go see the new Corey Finley movie? I would be like, who the fuck is that? I have, that, sounds, that sounds like the guy who served me my coffee this morning. No, I don't want to see his movie. If you told me, do you want to go see the new Tarantino movie? I'd, I'd probably still say no, but you know, I, 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 I know who he is. He's a brand. So Finley, he's competent. He's just not a brand of storyteller. 
Yeah, yeah, and and I agree with you on that, right? Um, but where and and where you and I differ is that you want a real movie. You want something serious that actually um, tells this story and attacks the themes that that maybe they didn't do so well here. Yeah, that's not what I want. Okay, here is what happened to me when I watched this movie. First of all, and I need to reiterate. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie, right. <laughs> um, it started off by saying, based on a true story, Andrew, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't just skip past that part and like, just watch the movie. But you know what? I gave it a chance. I, did. I mean, the Coin Brothers did it for Fargo, and you didn't complain about that one. Andrew, you're getting close to where I'm going. So don't worry. You and I, we seem to be on a path. So he did a lot of things um, in this movie that I didn't really like, right? Just because it was very vanilla. Um, And, you know, he started off with, and it was so obvious just how he was trying really hard to essentially put forward this facade of greatness and... um, just being the perfect person for Wolverine, right? Um, And then it was clear from about two minutes in that the point of this movie was to slowly pull back that facade, um, which is what it is, right? It's it's something that you see every day and just doesn't... I started watching this movie and I was like, you know what? That's enough. But eventually something happened. First off, I just want to make a comment that is a little bit off kilter from my point, but something that I got very upset with about this movie. Why after Wolverine does his facelift, does he not look like Rob Lowe in Candelabra? That was, you know, <laughs> very disappointing. They that actually, is the best movie facelift. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I was actually disappointed even more so because it was clear that before the facelift, they had all of this makeup to make Wolverine look pretty old. And after the facelift, they just took off the makeup, right? Um, but fine, sure. You want to be this to be a real movie. Here's the problem. This doesn't work as a real movie. Here's what this works as. This works as a ridiculous comedy. And hear me out, right? It was when I figured out what I wanted from this movie was at the very end. When um, our, one of our side characters becomes editor-in-chief of her um, school, school thing, school paper. I remember thinking, really? That's ridiculous. And then I stopped myself. I was like, hold on. No, you're right. It is ridiculous. And how good would this movie be if it was all ridiculous? What if, right, you got a version of this movie that was akin to, say, I don't know, let's talk Andrew's language for a moment, The Informant by Steven Soderbergh. Right? Oh, hi. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I heard your name. <laughs> that's exactly. actually... You know what? That's what I wanted this movie to be. That's exactly... <laughs> thank you. That's exactly what I wanted this movie to be. 
Well done. <laughs> right? So, like, I didn't actually like that movie in particular, but what it tried to do is what I wanted this movie to at least try to do. Yeah. Things like that, or I Love You, Philip Morris, or American Hustle. And, Andrew, you spoke two words a little while back. Cohen and Brothers. They have done this already with Fargo. They have done this already from a true story side with Fargo. They've done it from a fake story side with almost all of their comedies. Can you imagine a Coen Brothers level comedy where this is a story where instead of, or maybe you have them in some level of focus, but instead of focusing so much on um, Alison Janney and uh, Wolverine, you're focusing on and I'm just going to call her... Geraldine Viswanathan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I... <laughs> Listen. So close. <laughs> I, didn't want to, I, I didn't want to try and mess up that last name, but I was just <laughs> going to make a joke and call her the miracle worker. But Ryan, well done to you. <laughs> I love her. I, in, in, a, in a perfect world, she would be cast as Miss Marvel for Disney+, Plus, but I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, but this Miss Marvel, but well, okay. They're doing they're doing they're doing a TV show for for yeah. us eventually. Um, and the they, they need a, story. Sorry, the Camila Khan stories. Yeah, yeah. They so they need okay. a they need a young um, Middle Eastern actor to play like high school age to play Kamala Khan. And the problem is she's just too old. I mean, they could still it's Hollywood, so they could still spin it. Uh, I mean, she looked really young in this movie. She, yeah, I mean, I like, believe she was a high schooler, even though she's like 24 or 25 now. Yeah, right? but I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's going to start in like two years. So, they, they yeah. know, that, uh, that's what I'm saying. So, if they were making this show two years ago, she, it's just stop your search. Give her the, give her the part. <laughs> but she, yeah, no, no, I love her. She's, she's awesome in Blockers. Um, she was in a movie I saw last year at TIFF called Hala which is on Apple and that, that movie is incredible, but yeah, she's, she, she's perfect in this movie. If you let her be all Cohen esque and more mm-hmm. goofy, um, I'd love to see that out of her. Cause I, I would love to see that movie. I mean, um, probably the closest, uh, Cohen brothers movie to, to this is the big Lebowski, which I love. And I believe the other two assholes in this room don't, um, What's wrong with but you? exactly. Um, but, there are the 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 gonzo elements of how those guys think you know the hudsucker proxy it, it, uh, uh, those are the type of movies that's what i want to see from this and so i went down a rabbit hole and i'm sorry guys i'm essentially done reviewing this movie but um <laughs> <laughs> i do want to at least say this right that because of that whole thought process I actually went down a rabbit hole and thought to myself, who could the Coen brothers decide to use to play all of these people instead of the garbage that we have in front of us? And I'm using you garbage. Hugh Jackman garbage. And I'm using garbage um, very judiciously because, yes. Um, no case, Alison G. Janney. Exactly. <laughs> Alison, Alison Janney is um, a treasure. Hugh Jackman 
is awesome, but he can still go fuck himself because he's Wolverine and he's never made a good Wolverine movie. Uh, I think I sincerely love post everyone loves Ray Ray Romano. Yep. I love whenever he shows up in things now. He he is fun. I like him a lot. There's a lot of talent in this movie. Don't get me wrong. And they do what they're asked to do. It's just that they're asked to do bad things. Um but I thought to myself, who who could do this? And so I don't know if you want to play this game. If you guys want to also come down this road with me to think about who could potentially play some of these roles. But I think we want to hold on that for a moment. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. We'll come back to this game. <laughs> because I need Damien to voice his complaints quickly so that I can, <laughs> we can I can I can I can tell you how you're all wrong soon enough. <laughs> so Damien, please. Yeah. Alright. Unlike the two lunatics that I've spoken before, uh this movie is fine. <laughs> this movie's unnamed. fine yeah. exactly this is yeah. not the unnamed fine movie podcast this no. is the unnamed good or fuck this movie podcast that's like, what we're we except are, okay? you guys are acting as if this movie is some crime against humanity <laughs> <laughs> the movie is medium which is why it is on hbo if the movie were supposed to be transcendent and amazing, they'd have gotten real people to spend real money and put it out in theaters. But they didn't do that because they didn't think it was going to be, you know, the best. But the two, listen, I will watch anything Hugh Jackman is in, good or bad. Uh, the Wolverine movies, except the last one. They're all bad. Um, but, listen, I I like Wolverine as much as the next person, right? I watched the, the one where he was singing. I watched the one in Australia. Those are terrible movies. I still watch them. What was the name of the one in Australia? I think it was <laughs> New Zealand. I think it was New Zealand. <laughs> That's the name of that movie. Um... Wasn't uh, Zoe Bell in that movie at some stage? Uh, I think so. I think she's contractually um, obligated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott's Life, I think is the name. I don't know. Yes. Um, <laughs> listen, the two leads in this I'll watch in pretty much anything. And while the movie isn't the best movie, uh, it... It met my expectation. I saw the trailer. I was hoping, like you guys, that they'd have made it more, you know, comedic. But they didn't do that. There were jokes in there. But clearly, that wasn't the main point of this movie. It wasn't to make fun. It wasn't to satirize the situation. And I get that. Yeah, you know, because of the sociopathy. (laughs) That was that was the best line in the whole thing. Yeah, you know, and the sociopathy. <sighs> no, when Ray Romano no, listen, you, when no, Ray Romano gets get off the best joke in your movie, you don't get to make fun of this movie because you don't like this movie, right? There's no jokes, right? <laughs> You're on the other side of the fence. There's no no jokes from you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the grass is much greener over on our side, Damien. So fuck you. <laughs> Listen, 
Listen, I don't know what... Listen, we've all had a trying situation to deal with, right? I don't know what kind of expectations you had for an HBO movie, right? I mean, give me a list of all the great HBO movies that there have been. Uh, there's the Candelabra one, which is trash, and the others that are also trash. I don't understand, so I don't... Damon. The Wire is amazing. It's not um, a the movie. Sopranos is fantastic. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you seem to be I missing mean, the point. I mean, if you look on Letterbox, people log the while. So does that make it a movie? <laughs> I mean, no. That's a still no. Even if you watch them one at a time, uh, and there's like four hours in between them, still, still TV. Uh, look, uh, Netflix doesn't make good movies. HBO doesn't make good movies. I don't know why that is the, the case. I don't care. This one was okay. And it, it did what I thought it was going to do. And so I don't see... Like, there's a lot of vitriol coming from uh, Douglas and our guest. Our esteemed guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think it is uncalled for. In this one, I don't, think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is the hill that you guys want to die on. This movie is fine. I mean, I'm listen. I'm happy you didn't pay for it. You know, that, that's the thing. Is that, <laughs> it's, it's not. I I would be really pissed off. Like this played a tiff. I would be really pissed off if I wasted a pass on this. Listen, oh you, God, you pay you for that? HBO. Ooh. Just remember, you pay for HBO. <laughs> I pay for HBO for other reasons. This is just. It's this is you know, this is just part of the package. It's the same as Fair Dark enough. Dark Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? It's it's there. I don't. It's not why I'm paying for it. Damien, yes. Us HBO watchers, we pay for the shows, and then mm. the movies are like Amazon Prime, essentially. Yeah. It's yeah, like basically. a Prime Video argument. Okay. You get it because you have to get it. <laughs> right, like how my Netflix subscription paid for that Seinfeld special. Exactly. I haven't started that, but it's I'm so bad. A worried. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, anyway, no, we're talking about. Yeah, technically, I'm paying for that Tiger movie on on Netflix. I am watching it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you what I will be watching is the Tiger movie that Nicolas Cage makes. Oh, man. (laughs) I have already seen that. (laughs) You should watch that. (laughs) So, so Damien, this is both teams played hard, or this is better than both teams played hard? Yeah. No, right. This is this is the this is exactly what that title was made for. <laughs> Both teams <laughs> played hard. The directors did their jobs. The actors did their jobs. It is competent. It hits all the check marks. It is just not special in any way. And there's a time, um, the movie channel went back when cable existed. This would have been a movie channel movie. Something that you see on there, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that movie, <laughs> and I never watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so yeah. sad right now. <laughs> but but it, it's true, Andrew. Is how can you think this movie is as good as it sounds like you think it is? Because Hugh Jackman at best is good. Is is both teams played hard? And to be yeah. honest with you, I think Damien is giving it a pass because. What he has not said is that the script is garbage. Not the script, the story, the way it's, it's yeah. put together. Damn, uh, uh, Andrew, this movie is just putting facts in front of my face. 
Mm-hmm. And See, that's this the is... problem with being based on true stories. I disagree. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm actually with him. The story of this is really good. Like a liar who just cannot stop lying, like right down to the end, just cannot stop. That's that's incredible. I will watch that train wreck all the time. You know, like and and it's it's the beauty of Francis not being able to stop lying is right from the get go, like right when everybody is behind his back in that office and he has to, you know, basically tell Alice and Jenny that they've caught on to what she's doing and the camera's on him and you can see that he's not looking at her. He's like looking at the table, just basically saying what he has to say. And because nobody else is looking at him except her, he doesn't have to look her in the eye. I'm like, that's genius. That sort of shit. Or just every time he gets caught and caught and caught, he just spins another lie. Like if (laughs) I got to say, if there is a movie for these times, this might be it. But the thing about that is right. And you're right. The the concept of what, what we have here is fantastic. Sorry. I heard, I heard you're right. And then I just stopped listening. What? (laughs) (laughs) And there's some things that, that they do that, that work, but they don't drive home what you just said a while ago. So, um, what you, the picture you painted in my head a while ago was not on screen. Like, you know, it is what it is, right? But it's, it, it's not made, uh, we need to get some sort of engaging, entertaining stuff that uh, out of this, as opposed to just, you know, them saying, all right, listen, there's this principal, or actually he's an administrator and he's caught up in this thing and he's lying and whatever, but you don't get, you don't feel it. You don't, it, this movie could be so much better. So, okay. So this is where I'm going to cut in because Douglas bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so much better than you guys have given it. And it deserves a lot more. Bran touched on it with the concept of what this movie is, which is the character who just can't stop. He is straight up delusional and herein lies the first thing i want to ask around the table because yes based on a true story how many of us knew what this story was before we watched it anyone one nope. two nope nope i didn't know it but you immediately knew what, what it was about um after the first two minutes weirdly enough that's that's kind of what i thought right even before when the movie was advertised to me and as i mentioned earlier on where i'm like oh it's about an embezzlement story in my head i was like Oh, it's about this man does this thing. And weirdly enough, the movie walked me away from that when it handed me Alice and Janney, right? It made me feel like it was going to be some ridiculous nonsense about how he gets blamed for everything that Alice and Janney does. But it goes, it, it, it answers to eventually what we all assumed it was. But what I loved about this movie in that regard is how it walked me there, right? And most of that comes down to the story, the structure of it, and mostly the acting in how all of these characters all play their roles. Hugh Jackman himself is goddamn fantastic in this movie. He, you buy everything that he presents to you. I bought it hook, line, and sinker that he was, he, he was trying, right? And I, Ryan talks about looking at the table I felt weirdly enough that that wasn't so much as him lying to himself at, in that moment. I felt to me that that was about him having to confront a friend, right? And being like, he wishes he could have done more for this friend, even in this awful, 
awful scenario. And I am sorry that I misread that, right? But every time the story, it's sad that the movie took literally an hour to walk us to a pivotal point like that. But from that hour mark onwards, the movie just found a way to spiral itself out in the way I always want movies like this to be, where the movie itself takes itself a thousand percent serious, and I am just on a roller coaster ride of watching these people hit rock bottom. Um, it's I really like this movie. I don't know if I can put this under the category that Ryan brought up earlier, which is there's no content anymore. So what else am I going to like? (laughs) But I actually did enjoy the story and the way it was presented to me in this movie. We're grading on a curve is what I'm saying. Basically, you know, (laughs) this is, this is a 2018, like two and a half, but it's a 2020, (laughs) you know, like screaming towards four. Yeah. Yeah, That's (laughs) 12 out of 10. (laughs) I mean, like, the one thing I like, one thing I will say is it plays its hand really well. Cause like you're saying that it, it takes that whole first hour to really show what it's about. I, I don't think your watch is working quite right because it really showed that they were skimming money after like 40 minutes. They were really quick in showing that Allison Janney's kid was using the company credit card to buy all sorts of hardware. Was that 40 minutes? The halfway it was, point. It was so <laughs> fast. It was so like, that was the thing, like the whole thing of go buy yourself that PlayStation, just put it on the card, uh, like right over into Buddy Boy buying all, buying out half a Rona on his card. That was real fast. And that's, I'm like, like, when that happens, right? Like when you hear the PlayStation part, you're like, that's not good. But weirdly enough, you're like, maybe she has a relationship and she can do something small like that. And then when they hand it to home home improvement man like you yeah. know something's gone <laughs> something, something is up and that's a, and that so when it pivots from oh she's basically been taught that by this sociopath who's this administrator because that's what he does just on a much higher level like that's the thing is when we find out exactly how far he's been taking this shit it's like you know what playstation no problem enjoy it's... But and I mean and I mean we t- talking about the way this movie is structured. You kind of have to talk about the beginning of this movie, the literal opening of this movie, um, where he is in front of this entire auditorium doing this wonderful thing, quote unquote wonderful, doing this doing this like celebratory runaround, and then it comes down to um, the young girl, the reporter, who I like Douglas refused to try and attempt to ruin her name. This um, Wanathan. Um, the, <laughs> who that is he racist. basically walks walks her towards <laughs> walks her towards his own demise, right? And the movie never stops in having having Hugh Jackman playing Frank, um, being the person who has himself on the pedestal of being the righteous. And at the same time, delusional character he is. There's a reason I opened this episode with Wolf of Wall Street, oh, right? There it is. <laughs> um, it is that delusion, just not as grandiose. So I have a question for around the table. Like the one thing I will give this movie of, like nice play. Um, it, it, even if it was both teams played hard, I'm like, okay, you know, that was that was a nice pass right there. How did everybody take to the scene where she goes to New York and she knocks on that apartment door? 
Um, that's bad parenting right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Douglas wins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you let your child, um, your underage child, use the subway by her lonesome in 2001, 2003? Come on. Come on. But no, but just the, the unfolding of that scene of we're looking for this business that nobody else seems to know what this business is going and knocking on a door and it's, you know, some some strange man living alone and then in walks the friggin' superintendent. Like that was the moment I was like, okay, this, this is a good scene. Um, No, just me? I All guess right. it could have been, but you know what it is, right? And I'm very cynical. So I made my assumptions about this movie from from the first five minutes and knew that he was the kingpin, let's call it, of this whole situation, <laughs> right? Because, no, I'll walk you through how I saw the movie, right? Hugh Jackman is the main character. Hugh Jackman is, from the first two to three minutes, um been made to look and they take pains to make him look perfect. So he's not perfect. At that point, I'm thinking it's either children or money. Right? Because oh, I didn't know the story. <laughs> when money gets start, or both, and when money starts being spoken about, I'm like, okay, it's money. And, and when like, Alice and Jenny... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not going that down that road, right? Um, then when Alice and Janet gets gets thrown under the bus, I'm like, ooh. So they're going to try and pull a fast one on me and make me think like it's not him. So when he shows up there, I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's that was my response to that scene. So like, and I do that a lot with movies, which is why you'll hear me really go hard on movies like this movies that are fine mediocre but i'll be i'll probably say more bad things about these middle of the road films than movies that i really hate simply because i would have put a lot of time and effort during the movie into being upset with the movie <laughs> You're not mad. You're just very disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn <That's cold>. was... <laughs> like, I mean, even, even you want to talk about a reporter lady doing her job, like the scene in which my man Hugh Jackman tries to strong harm her into not releasing the story where he does. They do the thing that I think Steven Spielberg himself basically mastered which is making someone in a single frame move from looking okay to looking straight up menacing by making them their posture change throughout the whole of it and their positioning of how the characters are framed and in this movie you're like oh you did the spielberg thing but at the same time fucking hugh jackman was great doing it so that was another scene that i hated and let me tell you why (laughs) 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 Um, so let's immerse ourselves into the reality that we're in, right? So we've got this 50 or something odd year old man. Wolverine is ageless. Right? Talking to a 12 year old or a 15 year old, however old she is. 
he is talking around everything. He is making innuendo like he's talking to somebody who is like old enough to fully understand what the implications are of what he's saying. It's like that gangster in the in the hot box. Exactly. Talking he's, to the police officer saying, you know, something might happen to your children later. Yeah, without <laughs> saying it. No. She, the, the way it's filmed, she gets it. But would she really get it? Or would she really get, like, the depths of what this man is trying to say? Because the man is essentially trying to say, listen, if you do this, things will go bad for you. Like, specifically, in, in, into your person. I don't know that, that she actually would, like, understand or believe that. And that upset me about that scene. <laughs> And maybe I'm just not giving her enough credit, but yeah. I mean, you're talking about the same character who stood out as being what Damien typically hates in movies, which is the teenager who acts like she's an adult. Yep. Um, by being the only teenager who would be even caring to go into the archives to like do accounts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and find out people are doing shenanigans, oh. right? So you've you've stepped over like fifteen steps to then be upset at the character <laughs> they've written. Remember again, Andrew. This was late in the movie. I had spent a very long time being upset. I had. It doesn't take much to get me upset when I'm already upset. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're writing the new Hulk script. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good source material for you to oh. read. <laughs> <laughs> oh. ca- cartoon books. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you will never stop thanking me for Preacher. Yeah. The TV show is better. <laughs> oh, that hurt. That hurt to say how I look. But yeah, I mean, Ryan brings it up, the scene of the of the hotel sequence. But I mean, I think at that point, the movie kind of starts rolling with the investigative journalism set of this movie, in which we move from watching Hugh Jackman being a pretend nice person to this young girl and her amazing father, like, just be basically the script for um, The Post. This is me making more Spielberg um, mentions, <laughs> um, which I rewatched recently. I decided I officially like that movie. Smart man. <laughs> I, I mean, am shocked. Oh, what, what, what I think, what I think this movie, like the what this movie does well is what I was saying before about how early on it tells you this school is doing some very, very shitty things. Like it does not take you very long to find that out that they're spending money in ways they should not be spending money. What I think this movie does well is take its time showing you just how fucked up Frank is in terms of like how much he's doing, like how much shit he's doing for his own gain and how much he's just willing to like throw everybody else under the bus and keep on lying. You know, like, like that's the thing is, I was thinking to myself, okay, he's buying PlayStations too. I wasn't thinking he's buying tickets back and forth to London on a Concord with his secret gay lover. You know, like, I'm like, that's like, this is some, and and then when somebody poses the truth to him, he just basically spits it back at him going like, what are you doing? Like, no, I'm doing what you paid me to do. Like, we're already here because I didn't do what you paid me to do. 
and now I'm doing my job and you're like, you basically just telling me I'm not doing it. That is, that's really hard to nail. That's the one thing I will give this movie credit for is having the stones to have its liars so completely dedicated to their lies. It it's, it's really hard to nail without getting stupid. Yeah. And that's what really got me with this movie. Like you mentioned the scene with Romano and him at the end. Yeah. That's, that's the thing for this movie for me. It's just him being true to his lie. Let's call it that. Right. Um, the other big scene in this movie, which I'm sure people would have pulled out for all the reviews, is the is the confrontation between him and the parents with the with the child who wants to retake the test or something. I, oh I, god, <laughs> that poor kid! I, that poor kid. What was the word? Accelerates. Accelerates yeah. is a word he keeps hitting on. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, here lies the thing about that scene. That scene is the scene I expect from the movie that would truly upset Douglas, right? That scene is the showy, like, Oscar Oscar scene that you show to be like, Hugh Jackman deserves to be nominated, Oscar scene. And I sort of agree with that. So it's... <laughs> that scene is the most out... Of most The scene that stands out the most for me, like... You can tell that they put it in a position where you can say he's losing it, where he's just kind of being, being. He's finally fed up with his scenario and realized that he's he's fucked. Um, but oh, it's probably the most out there scene that I'm like, I'd cut that one. <laughs> that scene I wasn't so upset about. Well, <laughs> that one, that one was just more me being confused. Um. Like wondering why this parent is so upset when it's she shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. She's put her son in a bad position because she's ridiculous. Yes, she is. Parents are ridiculous. Yes, they are, and it's her fault. (laughs) So (laughs) I actually have no bad things to say about Hugh Jackman's character in that scene. Damien, how would you have played that scene as Hugh Jackman? Would you have laughed? <laughs> Directly in her face. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm the last person. <laughs> Listen, uh, people's feelings are their feelings. They're not mine. I don't care. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm so glad I don't teach. Oh, can you imagine? I can. One of us used to teach. <laughs> One of us did it. Douglas, did this yeah. movie remind you of your years of teaching? <laughs> Douglas wasn't a real teacher. <laughs> Thankfully, I was neither an administrator nor an yeah. embezzler, so I cannot relate to this film. <laughs> I don't know about that second part. <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> so, I mean, unlike the matinee, we don't rate our movies. We just kind of scream, fuck this or move on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but all I'm here to say is, Douglas, you're completely wrong, which is completely normal. So uh, that sounds right. Four knives out of cats. I don't know. I don't know how ratings work. But <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> what have we missed? Have we missed anything on this, on this, on this, on this one? 
Ryan, where am I going with this? <laughs> Your show, man. I'm just along for the ride. Why do I talk I, I, to these people? Is I, quote field of, I, quote field, I quote Field of Dreams. Rules here? There's no rules here. Yeah. 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 Oh, what Andrew, listen, I'm on your side. I don't know why these guys are acting like this movie is garbage. It's but... fine. It's not garbage. It's fine. But that's the thing. It's just fine. Right now, I need more than fine, man. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Listen, you... So you're saying, Damien, this is the yeah. one week of the year that we're together? Andrew, listen. I don't... Fine is more than we deserve right now. Okay? No! I, don't know. I deserve... No, we deserve friggin' opera right now. Listen, I just, there, I... there, there, there are studios out there that are hoarding their shit because they don't want to give it away and they don't want to sell it for less than 15 bucks a head. Give it up. I don't just have... Start, I don't have start sports. I don't have sports, so I don't yep. feel anything for you, dog. You'll get no... <laughs> you'll get nothing for from me. I feel nothing about your situation. You, you beat <laughs> me to I, it. I was actually going to ask you earlier on how are sports doing. <laughs> I don't have sports. <laughs> so, all right. I don't, I don't want to hear rem- <laughs> I was just reminded, Douglas said he recast this movie. Yes, Douglas, what was your recasting? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm a crazy person, I actually recast this movie. Um, <laughs> so listen, Wolverine, as great as he is, he's Wolverine, so he needs to get fired immediately. He is single-handedly behind making all comic book movies bad. Um, but John so Turturro long. could play the shit out of that. <laughs> 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 Maybe George Clooney. And by the way, just to 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 say, of course, I pulled um, my cast from strictly Coen Brothers movies. So in my head, I'm not only casting, um, you know, George Clooney or John Turturro. I'm casting specific characters like George Clooney from um <laughs> from the lawyer movie right um, <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna go hail caesar just for the ridiculousness of it but i know we don't like that movie i don't no like one has ever <laughs> ever referenced hail caesar. yeah no alison Janney has to be played by francis mcdormand because at the end of the day happy happy wife happy life right um uh everybody loves raymond um he would be J.K. Simmons. No, no, leave him. He can Maybe. stay. He, can, he knows no, no, exactly no. what he's there to do. He does it. He cashes his check and he goes home. You know? Yes, he does. I am here he for the act of Ray Romano. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I, I agree with you. I like Ray a lot. Actually, you know what I like him in too is, have you seen um, the new TV version of Get Shorty? No, he's in that. Yes, there's he a is. TV version of that. Is Why would you Get watch Shorty? that? I sp- listen. We've talked about this no show sports. on this podcast. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> but yes, um, Epics has a TV version of Get Shorty. It's either two or three seasons in right now. Um, it has Chris O'Dowd from the IT guys um, uh, in it as John Travolta. It has uh, I love everybody loves Raymond as Danny DeVito or some version of Danny DeVito and a few other folks that you'll see around the place. But it's, I don't know why I like it, but I really do like it. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to, back to this thing. J.K. Simmons has to be Everybody Loves Raymond because 
as much as Ryan, I love Raymond. He's not a Coen Brothers player. All right. <laughs> um, and, you know, potentially we could put John Goodman in there as well. Um, and Miracle Worker, this doesn't work for from an age perspective, but just from a ridiculous perspective and from a, a, a context of, of journalism perspective. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at Jennifer Jason Lee because Hudson Proxy is amazing and her in it. I, I can just see her just, walking around and saying, I want my Pulitzer. <laughs> what would be the student version of Pulitzer? <laughs> or, the gold star in the corner of the paper. <laughs> exactly. Or potentially Zoe Kazan for the, the doe-eyed version of, of that person. Haley so, Steinfeld? You know, yeah, I thought of that too. Um, but that would be more for the age. And I do like her in other things that she's done. So yeah, maybe she could work. But it's just, you don't see her. And also, here's the thing about Haley Steinfeld. She was in True Grit. She was yeah. in a real movie, a serious movie. Oh, okay. And so you, you didn't get to see her <laughs> as this ridiculous character. Which she could probably do. But yeah, this movie would be just balls out amazing. <laughs> See, that movie is like a 2020 18. Yes. You know that? <laughs> there you go. I think, I think this mean like scale is broken. Stars. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think this new um, skill is broken. It's not working properly. <laughs> There's just <laughs> random numbers in there for no reason. You are going to keep <laughs> using that scale as the year goes on. You watch. That is my gift to you. More valuable than Lysol wipes. That's right. <laughs> it, it's, got, it's got a bit of Gilliam in there, Damien. There That's why. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I don't I don't have sports. I don't have time for your shitty jokes. Okay. <laughs> you know how they, you know how they say, you know, like somebody's like a Toronto ten, but they're a New York six. It's yep. it's, it's like that. Yeah, Damien, and stop stop pretending like you don't have sports. I saw bowling and curling on the other night. I'm pretty sure baseball is coming back in a couple of weeks, and NFL <laughs> is going to be here in September. No. Right? no. <laughs> Douglas is only doing this because I'm not there to punch him directly in his face. <laughs> so I'm going to leave him alone. By the way, how's those Olympics? Uh, Douglas, Douglas, we have a guest on the show. <laughs> Please not to provoke me. <laughs> I don't mind. Go ahead. So moving right along. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> This is usually the time where we talk about random shit we want to tell each other about movies we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what have you been watching? Well, uh, Damien, what's happening in sports? Uh, the, last, <laughs> the last dance. There's this, there's this guy. He's called... Ryan, I'm officially Jordan, giving you a virtual high five right now. <laughs> I think That's Mikhail... when you raise your hand in Zencaster. You're giving a virtual high five. <laughs> Mikhail Jordan, I think, is his name. And apparently he was good at basketball. I, I heard that. I I have been watching that actually that that was actually the first thing I was going to bring up that it's um so uh, you know it's not on ESPN up here TSN so we get it on Netflix on Monday mornings my my right. Monday mornings have become wonderful Unemployment <laughs> has never been better um, same so, here yeah 
So we're now six episodes into The Last Dance. Um, yes. They're going chronologically. They're at the end of the first three-peat. Um, and the the episode ends right as Michael Jordan is about to quit. Um, I am for the loving first that. time. For the first time. Um, there's, there's, yeah, the, the man quits three times in his career. Go figure. Um, this, uh, documentary is fantastic. It's the one thing that sucks about it is that they didn't do it early enough that Jerry Krause was still alive. And like that man has taken a absolute beating. (laughs) Oh my, uh, uh, Douglas and Andrew, that's the GM, the general manager who put this team together and who stated at the beginning of their last championship season, at the end of this season, the coach is done. I don't care if we win a championship. I don't care if we go two and 80, the coach is gone at the end of this year. And so that was, they, they framed it as the last dance of, we got one more run of this group after that. We don't know what the shit is going on. And everybody who they talk to the the coach, every player, every other player, they're taking shot after shot at this GM. Right. And and the guy, you look at him and it's like, this is a man designed to be punched. Um, And unfortunately he died, I think three years ago or four years ago. So there's no inner, there's no new interview footage with him. So that's the only unfortunate thing about this documentary is this man has taken a whooping and he cannot do anything about it. Um, but this document, this series is great. I they mean, get into the thing, oh, the, thing ahead, about, the thing about him um, not being able to defend himself is that he has been on record so many times stating exactly what everyone is saying. So while he's not, he's not able to come out and go, you and essentially do what isaiah thomas did in the recent episode which is pretend reality isn't real and talk himself into doing something that it was clear he was not doing and so he's not there to go all right this was my line of thinking or whatever but the fact of the matter is he's the one primarily responsible for ending the dynasty like yeah. he could have said no, you know, whatever, whatever. But <laughs> he was pretty clear in every interview before um, and after that that was his plan, and he didn't care what anyone thought about the plan. Like it's it's in, thinking back on it now. I I was I said this on my own show this week because I, I was talking about this. I was you know pretty. I would have been like this all would have happened when I was like 13 to 18. So I was following a lot of what was happening, but sports coverage at the time was very different. Um, so I don't think I knew that the GM went out there and said, the coach has one more year in him. And that Jordan also said, if the coach isn't here, I'm not going to be here. Like, I, I think I was actually genuinely surprised when that was it. I wasn't following the bulls nearly as closely as I would be now. Cause now, when sports is happening, you can't get away from this kind of bullshit. But right. now that I think back on it, that has got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of in sports. Of yep. a team that's won six championships, like at the time, five championships in seven years. And you say, at the end of this year, the coach is done. Are you out of your bloody mind? Yeah. Uh, so Fans would have killed people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so hearing that is funny. 
the whole episode dedicated to Dennis Rodman was an absolute gem where you find out that he went to the coach to ask for time off in the middle of the season. And the coach turned around and said, ask Michael, um, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, that I'm like, okay. Uh, and they give it to him and you, he does exactly what they all thought he was going to do and is gone for far longer to the point where they have to go get his ass back from Vegas in the middle of the season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, as, as a nerd, <laughs> can't, can't help myself at this point. Um, it's fun to look back at all the uh, misconceptions that we have about how the game was played back then. Uh, there's a lot of old people who do old people things. They say that you know, uh, it was rough and tougher and harder and whatever in their time and they had to walk uh, uphill both ways to go to school <laughs> and all the typical nonsense. And then you get in this documentary, you get to see uh, people do things that if they try to do that in this day and age, uh, let's say it would go poorly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if a player said, I am going to leave the team and people found out that he was in Vegas, um, like his time on the team would officially be over. Like they wouldn't yeah. ask him any questions. They'd just go, uh, we need you to pack everything you have. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to leave immediately. Like there'd be <laughs> people would have crucified him for doing anything remotely like that. So I and you watch people play just awful defense. You watch people forget how good other players are and all these things. Um, uh, it, what does what this what this documentary did for me um, outside of just giving me sports is proving that the Ken Burns method of making documentaries, which is taking as much time as you want on a subject matter, um, works for sports too. I was oh, yeah. afraid that they wouldn't have enough um, because I thought that they were just going to focus on the final year. I didn't realize they were just using that as basically a gimmick and they were going to focus on the entire run. I yeah. always thought they were going to go, all right, this is the last year. I'm like, what are you going to 10 hours on one season? I don't think you guys can get that done, but they, yeah, you they did the right an hour, An hour per month of season? Yeah, I was just like, I can't. You guys must be must be high, uh, but they, you know, they they are taking the long view on everything. Um, unlike you, I didn't find the Rodman episodes that fascinating, uh, because Dennis Rodman has always been a clone. Like his behavior is not to be tolerated by anyone at any time. And but rebounding, rebounding. A- that man can rebound. Yeah. You can be right. a clown. You can go, you know, that's the thing. He does what he does, and he does it well, and that's why they put up with his shit. Listen, we already put up with enough of your nonsense because you're a celebrity. You don't get to ask extra of everybody else <laughs> because you think I, you're even more special. That's not... I've never uh, liked when people do that, 
but I, he, you, as you, you say, got, he was good at rebounding. Yeah, you you got to tales. Exactly. You got to love that after he goes and disappears to Vegas for a week, he shows back up at practice in his pajamas. Yeah. I'm like, that is dedication to your bullshit. Mm-hmm. And people you know, are like, a- oh. <laughs> people, oh. No, he that's just Rodman. He was like, no, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, let's call it what it is. You go to your job tomorrow and do any of that and see what happens. Yeah. 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 He's, the man's a clone and he should be treated yeah. as such. And... We got there in the end. Like, by the time he was going to North Korea and stuff, the whole world is just like, all right, Dennis. <laughs> uh, you're on your own with this one. But so I've it's never gonna, appreciated I mean, it. It's all going to get good now because, like, I mean, the sixth episode is where they start talking about Michael's gambling. And yeah. by the time we get to seven, we're going to talk about why he quit the first time. Right. So things are going to start getting especially good. And, yeah, this is... Monday mornings are are really good all of a sudden. Yes. Um, so yeah, I've been watching that. To say that the only basketball jersey I've ever owned was a Dennis Rodman jersey. <laughs> um, the only I I owned a Magic Johnson Team USA jersey. There is a whole episode about the Dream Team, and that actually is yes. that is really fascinating because one of the things I did again I did not know because I was really young at this point was. Mm-hmm. One of the only players they thought was going to cause some sort of challenge to the dream team was Tony Kukoc on the Croatian right. team. And this is before yep. he had started playing with the Bulls. So on the dream team, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are like, leave him to us. We, we've got him. Everybody else, just do your thing. We've got Kukoc. And they absolutely shut him down in the first game. And I'm like, what kind of dickishness? is this of this guy who's about to come and join your team and you, mm-hmm. you know, his team poses no challenge for you at all. Right. And you just make your mission to shut him the hell down while the world is watching. That is high level dickishness. Yeah. It turns out sports. I people are monsters. every minute of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, sports people are monsters. Uh, I Literally. don't know when, I don't know when people thought they were, that people who are ultra competitive would make great role models. I didn't learn that lesson. Uh, so when they turn out to be monsters, I'm always like, yeah, that all of that tracks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying let him win. I'm not saying go easy on him. I just felt like I could, I, I had to laugh when it was like, no, he's ours. He's going to be our teammate next year. He's ours right now. Yeah. 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 So I'm watching that. Um, I on Friday watched a new movie on Netflix, which buckle your seatbelt there, Damien, because this is a Netflix movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's called uh, The Half of It, and it's still mm-hmm. directed by Alice Wu. Did any of you guys watch this one yet? No, I haven't seen it. Um, is that the one that no. does that have anything to do with Mindy Kaling, or is it um, no, something else? That's, that I'm oh, that, that, I know the one you're talking about. That's a show, and it's got a similar title. Um, yeah. This one is the half of it is Cyrano. It's Cyrano de Bergerac where a guy likes a girl and he can't find the words. So he has somebody else give him the words and everybody's lying. Uh, The spin this time is that Cyrano is played. Cyrano in this case is an Asian American girl um, 
who is like the smartest girl, one of the smartest girls in school. She's writing everybody else's essays and just charging them money so that she can help her father with the bills. Um, She's giving the essays that she is turning in. Her teacher knows that she's the one doing it, but she's allowing it because she like when, when she asks her teacher, if you know, I'm doing this, why are you letting me do this? She says, have you ever seen what they want to turn in? Reading your shit is a joy. So just keep doing it. Um, and, and she and like she'll do the paper will be give me 500 words on Plato and the student will give 500 words from like five different points of view. So no two essays match. <laughs> and so so that's what she's doing. And she's got a crush on this girl, um, this kind of quiet girl who's with a popular guy. She's the preacher's daughter. She's got a crush on this girl. But so does this this guy who comes to her and says, um, I, I, I have a crush on this girl. She's like, well, that's great. Get in line. And he goes, but I, I can't, I can't speak to her. I don't know what to say. I'm wondering if you can write me a letter. And she's like, well, fuck no, I'm not going to write you a letter. Like I can't do that, but she needs the money. So she turns to him. She's like 50 bucks and you get one letter. And then Cyrano takes over and she's still writing the letters. It's really, really good. All the performances are beautiful. Um, every like it's, it's the first letter that she sends her. She cribs from wings of desire. Like she pulls a quote from the Wim Wenders movie and the girl actually recognizes it. She's like, I like Wim Wenders too, but next time use your own words. Uh, it's, it's, it's so sweet. It does not nearly have to be as good as it is. And it's like, it's not complicated. This is, you know, this is not a 2020 18, but it's, it's a really well done movie that I was really happy to, to have land in my lap and like help get the taste of bad education out of my mouth. Mm. <laughs> Shots fired. Dang. <laughs> um, yeah. Leah Lewis is the, is the main girl. Uh, her character's name is Ellie Chu. It's it's mostly all like young actors that I've never really seen before. All like first time, second time, third time performances. Um, it, it's all it's such a sweet movie. Um, I'd I'd really be curious for you guys to to watch it and 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 see what you think. Um, you know, good representation in this movie. It's got a lesbian crush at its center. It's got an Asian American at its center. Um, just you know, goodness all around. You say it's on Netflix though. Right, right. I know it, but I mean, it's funny because so like there's um they they do these things where they put the they stream uh theater productions into movie theaters once a month, and uh-huh. back when I could do that when 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 we were allowed back in the old days, um right. I went and, I went and saw a production of Cyrano with James McAvoy in the lead, um which was cool because you get to watch James McAvoy you know just play wordsmith for three hours. But the problem is James McAvoy, James McAvoy as Cyrano still looks like James McAvoy. So you're like, you would have no problem talking to this woman and getting her to fall for you, especially if you're really good with words. So, you know, going back to, you know, the getting away from Cyrano just has a big nose and turning it into Cyrano is a girl and the girl who she likes, she doesn't know if she's into girls. That's a that's a pretty good spin. Yeah, but Netflix, though. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you try it on your own good time. Give it 20 minutes. Let me know how it goes. 
Um, and then the last thing I did yesterday, because I hate myself, apparently, is I decided to see if maybe I was too harsh. Maybe I went in with bad expectations. Maybe I was just too hasty. I rewatched The Rise of Skywalker yesterday. <laughs> so I'm just going to preface you to say you were not too harsh. No, no, no I was not. No, this oh, movie. Lord. I, I, oh my God. I, I, what the, I, I forgot. I'd shit out. I, I don't know. Like we saw it really late. I'm not sure if I was falling asleep by the end of this movie. And I just did not notice things going on, but what the ever living hell was this? Um, it has not improved <laughs> in, in four months. Um, you know, this was a, this was a 2019 six. It's a 2022. Um, <laughs> my God, this movie, I, 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 I just, I don't know what it was supposed to be, what challenges they faced. Uh, but I, I cannot believe that this was the culmination of nine movies. <laughs> Ryan, what, what camp know. are you are you in? Are you in the Ryan Johnson is the devil and I hate him for for ever sullying Star Wars camp, or are you in the camp of that's actually a good movie? That's an incredible movie. That's oh, I mean, cool. that, and that is that is the problem is is Rise of Skywalker follows that movie, and <laughs> you know if, if Rise of Skywalker was the first one, I would have been like. All right, I guess we're doing this again, and and we'll we'll go on where we go. The fact that Last Jedi was so good uh, to go on to this, um, I I I just don't know. I I, I, I I'm, so, I'm completely flummoxed with where this movie went and what it decided to do, and oh my dear God! And there's just so much of it too. Yeah, yeah. This movie. Um, I still haven't done what you've done, which is to check. Um, I do want to check. Um, it sounds like you don't no learn. matter how hard I check, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be no change. But um, I remember the, the, the big thing for me about this movie was not necessarily that it went in the wrong direction. It was bad for any particular reason. Um, but the big thing that that I think um, made me really not like it was it was too much um, too dense the J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams clearly said I want all of this and then somebody said but you only have one movie left and he yeah. said mm, I can make it fit I can do this do you, <laughs> do you remember do you remember that episode of Parks and Rec where uh, Patton Oswald fizz- filibusters by giving his plot for the new Star Wars movie I've yeah. seen that clip. Yeah. And he just he just basically throws the entire kitchen sinks at it and just keeps on talking and brings in yeah. every property that he can think of. That's this yeah. movie. This movie is <laughs> we may only get to make one more, so any idea we've ever had, use it now. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's so um, good. No, no, I, I owe, I owe Hayden Christensen a very big apology. 
I... Wait, what for? Listen, no, no, you don't. Listen. You don't get to admit that bad movies are good because they made a worse movie. Yeah, exactly. That's not how this works. I just finished watching Casino Royale, and James Bond taught me: just because one thing is wrong doesn't mean the other thing isn't also wrong. Right? It's just less this wrong. Movie... That's my thing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've got horses on top of Star Destroyers because, sure, they've got reasons. the Emperor. <laughs> I guess. They've got the Emperor saying, oh, you have a life bond that I have never witnessed before. And that is giving me powers back because, reasons. sure, oh, like, they have John Boyega saying, Ray, I have to tell you something and then never fucking telling her. Hey, what? hey, what? No. hey. What? that's I, like, one thing I can get behind. Yeah, I, what that's was pretty it? good. <laughs> I gotta tell you, and then they come back to it too, and it's like, no, I gotta tell you, oh, not now. Oh, not while pose around? Listen. No, not while pose around. Okay, Listen. cool. What is it? You've got a three hour movie. Uh, you know, you're, you're. You, I, I love you. I love Poe. I, I love this new woman who just dropped into this movie at the expense of the woman that we brought in the last movie. Give me something. I'm, I'm in love with the droid. You know, I, I secretly. Oh, Lindsay's telling me he's force sensitive. <laughs> That's what you should have been playing Fortnite oh, to learn all of the extra what, content. What would force sensitive be like? Uh, kind of like you're sensitive to Wi-Fi. Uh, like yeah, yeah, you can pick up if you. Yeah, if you, if if he stands with his back to the Starbucks, he can pick up the force on his on his smartphone. <laughs> you know, so. So say that ah, okay. you have 142 no. minutes. Take I have 30 to tell seconds. You, Ryan, Ryan, I have to tell you, I am 100% behind that being a joke. The, the problem is, right? Here's the problem. So the I would love, exactly, <laughs> I would love for that to be the running joke through the movie and for the movie to end. And you're like, whoa, you didn't tell me. But that really only works when you like the movie. And yeah. as we are talking, it's clear none of us like this movie. <laughs> oh, no, I like this movie a lot. No, you don't. You are no. for that reason. <laughs> you and I are bad people, right? Us, us, um, enjoying the reaction oh. from people about this movie is not a good characteristic. Okay, okay. All, right. all right, never mind. Then I do not like this movie. <laughs> hey, Frank, Frank, calm down. So I just oh, I gave it another try. I'm like it's I, I'm paying for the Disney Plus. It's on the Disney Plus. I don't have to pay for it again. I'm I'm on my couch and what else am I doing? There's no sports. All right, let's do it. Nope. My my favorite thing about this whole Star Wars nonsense is the is end of it. At the end of this road, I got the Mandalorian. And why the Mandalorian is good is because they've taken out all the Star Wars bullshit out of it. They've just been like, hey, these Skywalker people and this other nonsense that we're talking about and this grand story, what if we make this about a man carrying a baby and make it a Western? And everyone yep. was just like, no, don't do that. And it is the best thing Star Wars has ever done. <laughs> and I, 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 I mean... But it doesn't I, help you guys. That's the best I, part. It doesn't no. make Star Wars fans 
feel it. So I get to switch sides and like Star Wars <laughs> and still have Star Wars fans be angry, which is perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's why I like that's why I love Rogue One. You know, it's yeah. it's at at the end of the day, it's it's such a small piece of Turns the whole out story. Me too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that too. The yeah. ones Star Wars fans hate are the ones that are like you get a good yeah. Get 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 away from get away from this one family of assholes. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about some other family and this incredibly uh, stupid story about yeah. them. Yeah. So I tried. I, I I followed my own advice. I watched it again. Nope. And oh, it's uh, so good. and you know, no. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's what I've been doing. <sighs> oh Lord! Speaking of garbage. I watched Jerry Seinfeld's 23 Hours to Kill. How bad is it, Damien? How is it 23 hours? It, it felt like it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Here, here's the thing. I am not a Seinfeld person. Uh, people of the show, and I get it, I didn't watch Seinfeld when it was on. And I tried to come back after. I've seen all the memes. I know it's supposedly the funniest. Like, he was the biggest comedian in the mid-90s. He was in the, he was in the Jordan documentary. Right. That is, that's a testament to just how big he was. And listen, I get it. People love the show, just like Friends. People of Friends, people of Seinfeld. I am not one of those people, but I understand that he was insanely popular. The problem with Seinfeld has always been... Where a lot of comics, I can't find, I can always find one special, be it some HBO special or some CD or something. There's always been something that I can point to and go, yes, they're not funny, no, but Seinfeld is one of the few people where there is no but. I... Don't know if he was ever funny. I know he's very popular, but like Dane Cook was very popular, and he was never <laughs> funny. Hey, hey, <laughs> he's hey. never been funny, Douglas. Damian, Douglas, apologized about this Douglas, before. Super you finger, apologized about this before. Super finger is terrible. <laughs> Damian, listen, Dane Cook, you've funny. come on this podcast and said that you found the special that I like, and no, like he. He was in some movie and he played no. a principal, I think. No, Damien, it's the one where grandma's a whore. Yes, Superfinger is the one that you're talking about. And no, I'm here Super to Superfinger is, is like way after that. Okay, well, whichever one it was. Uh, I don't know if Jerry Seinfeld was ever funny. Uh, but I sat there and I watched it. So, that being said, if people are Seinfeld fans, I guess you should give this a watch. I'm here to tell you there's not a lot of jokes. Uh, I'm not going to say it's devoid of jokes. There are some jokes in there, but boy, but it is a waste. It is a waste of time. There's, here, I, I've realized see, the, over the thing time. The it is, Damien. Damien, yeah. you know what happened? Jerry Seinfeld is a very specific type of comedian. Right. Um, First of all, I agree with you in the sense that I don't like his stand-up. Yeah. I never have for some reason, but mm. I am one of those 
um, the billions of people who adore his television show. Right. Seinfeld, the show, amazing. I love it. Um, but I've never, I've never gotten with his stand-up. And the funny thing is he does his stand-up on the show. And yes. it is those bits at the end. I remember thinking, oh, this is funny because this is kind of stupid. No comedian would actually do a bit like mm-hmm. this. That's how he does bits. And I think that's why I don't like his stand-up. It's just odd. It's like it's almost like Mitch Hedberg, but bad. You know? Um, yeah, like very, very bad. Yeah, yeah. Because Mitch Hedberg has similar things where right. they're very small and self-contained. And they're actually, most of the time, just corny jokes. Yep. But they're good. Yeah, he misses and he hits, but when he hits, he hits hard. Right. I don't think Seinfeld hits at all. <laughs> I've realized something over, like now that Netflix um, is delving into this comedy thing, and there's like a lot of them, so I can like I can watch them back to back to back with with some of these comics, especially ones with big names. I've realized that. The crowds that go to these shows, when they when they do a joke and the joke doesn't land, they clap. So there's no laughter, <laughs> but there's <laughs> applause. And I need to know if there is like an applause when they're doing the tapings. If there is an applause sign <laughs> over it, just so that the taping can go well. Because I've especially with the Netflix ones. I've seen it happen from time to time. I don't know if it is being added in, because you can't really see the crowd. I don't know if it's being added in in post or something, but it's very weird, and I don't appreciate it, and I would like it to Yeah. Damien, all Netflix stand-ups, I watched a documentary. They're done in front of green screen, and the crowd is put in in post. They've got a laugh track. A clap track. So so they're they're cueing you as to exactly how to react. Oh, You're just good. something's wrong with you why you don't laugh. I'm just dense. Laugh. It's not it's not yeah. my it's my fault, honestly. Yeah. I thought Douglas just said claptrap for a second and then uh-huh. was going to ask him when he played Borderlands. Wow. <laughs> you are you are a terrible person, I'm sure. Uh all right. So what else? I think I've seen one other thing. This week, oh my god. Um, oh yes, uh, guys, this extraction thing. Someone told me to watch it. I have not. It is on Netflix. So that Why was would you, exactly that Why was never ever going it? to happen. No, 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 no. Yeah. that was never going to happen. Um, I need, I need to know. Have you guys seen the third Bad Boys? <laughs> that is okay. So yes. Damien. Yes. Do you want to? We need to hold that off for the end of this podcast okay. because that was going to be a big part of what I was about to talk about. All right. So let's talk about that franchise at mm-hmm. the tail end of this. All right. All right. Well, if that, listen, I've been watching The Expanse and The Wire. I'm, I've flattened, <laughs> give, I've just given up. <laughs> it's just comfort food at this point. I don't care. I'm not looking for anything anymore. I know what I like, and I'm just going to keep watching those things. Makes sense. That's like me. Just, I just finished watching Justified and right. was immediately um, w- 
confused. What yeah. what do I do next? <laughs> Just space and crime. That's all I care about at this point. <laughs> I don't need anything else. In law of sports. Okay, so I, I have a question. A so I, I, I probably know the answer. None of you are using the time we have been... I was going to say given, but that does not feel correct. The, the time we have been forced with to dig into shit you've been putting off for a long time. Absolutely like nobody, not. nobody is like taking a deep dive into like uh, Kurosawa or Bergman or Tarkovsky or any of those guys. It's too dangerous. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the mindset where I can just throw away good TV watching time. Like right, I okay. wake up in the mornings, see those news articles, and I'm just and my day is bad. Yep. Uh, and so uh, I cannot. I was t- I, th- I was telling them recently. I was watching some documentary on slavery like a couple of weeks ago and like halfway through a five hour documentary, like my brain was just like, we can't do this today. <laughs> like, no, it's not the time. <laughs> You're not learning anything in this quarantine. <laughs> no. Okay. Turn this off right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's just like, it's one of those things I'm curious about. Cause I know there were lots of like, lots of posts and, and like tweets making the rounds of use this time to, read crime and punishment or to teach yourself a language. And I remember like, there's been lots of days where I'm like, no, fuck that. Just give me a Marvel movie and, and right. leave me alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so actually, I get black so, widow. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll also say that like, for me, I, I have, right. I have been, it's just that what I've been putting off is much different from what, right. you know, um, certain other people who watch cinema and live in the right. future. Uh, from a movie perspective right. i've been putting off but also um i actually don't have i do have a little bit more time but i don't have that much more time because um what's happening out here right so damien is a little probably Different. has more time than me because he's yeah. actually staying home um most of it right. we are still moving around in jamaica um <laughs> but we have curfews as the, yes as the numbers <laughs> climb yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, time is a strong word, but we'll see what happens. Um, so I'm like still working, whether from home or sometimes I go to the office. Actually, I went to the office today and we we can still move around. We have curfews right now from six to six. So right. I need to get home by six in the evening and then from six in the morning, I can go and, you know, lick poles if I want to outside. Or but no, but I the thing is, like, you still have, even though you don't have necessarily the time that somebody like I, you know, I'm not working right now, so I've got nothing but time. Even though you don't have my kind of time, you have opportunity because there's nothing on. There's no sports. There's no new movies to go to. Yeah. So you have... You know, I know I, I'm going to keep bringing it up every night. You have like a <laughs> two to four hour block that used mm-hmm. to be, uh, you know, dedicated to something that is no longer there. So that's my thing. Yeah. So right now you're saying and, and again, it's just it's just for for um, interest and, and whatever. Not like it, there's no judgment. It doesn't matter um, that you're using it. You're like, ah, I'm just you know what? My brain is too stressed right now on worldly bullshit i'm not gonna put up with like existential 
black and white right. Swedish bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the weird thing is, right? So I, uh, as you said, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it for the existential shit. And maybe one day I'll get back to it. I remember yeah. like a few years ago, that's where I was, right? Um, like say 10 years ago, that's what I was trying to do. And nowadays, it's it's like something's broken in me and I'm just watching like crap. <laughs> That's the only thing that I like anymore. Um, or that I can watch without feeling like it's putting out an effort. Um, and I'm actually going to talk about, um, so maybe I can talk now about a lot of the things that I'm looking at. Because you're right, as much as I, I don't have like 24 hours, I still do have a lot more time than usual and I am using it. Um, one thing I'm using it for, and I know I'm strange this way, um, it's very hard for me to, especially nowadays, I kind of used to do it when I was young, but not so much anymore. It's hard for me to do two things at once. So it's hard for me to consume more than one kind of media or to consume media and do like, you know, work or whatever else alongside it. So I will sit down. I have gotten into the habit now. Um, I actually just got a ping on my phone and I'm like, oh no, I'm missing it. I've gotten into the habit of of watching and listening to, to Questlove's like daily DJ set. Because, yes, guy. Yeah. <laughs> he is, oh, I love him. So, because I've been a Roots fan from when I was in high school and to see him like, a part of it, obviously, is the music that he's playing. It's great. But also, even just to, to sit down and listen to him to, to tell the stories about, you know, his, his interactions with Prince or how he produced D'Angelo's records or whatever, right? It's awesome. And that's actually one of the reasons why I'm very upset with The Roots, because for the last few albums, he has stopped writing the liner notes. And um, I, I used to enjoy buying those albums, pulling out the the books the the front covers and reading through him you know talking about making all of these songs or whatever he did but i've also been doing a, a few other things um i would say that this these last couple of weeks the time since our last podcast it's been very much franchise week right so um i went through a few franchises one franchise damian you're going to want to hear about and we're going to talk about soon, right? So we're going to put that on the back burner. But we spoke last time about a certain Johnny Depp uh, rum-addled pirate Oh no! Um, movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I checked and can now come back and say for certain that we were right all of them are bad except the first one. <laughs> Thank you. I said it. <laughs> I told you. I actually saw I actually saw somebody on Twitter this week bemoaning the fact that in 2003 we finished off trilogies for Pirates of the Caribbean, The Matrix, mm -hmm. and Lord of the Rings, and now everything is hyper-controlled intellectual property. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't think you remember how those three trilogies ended. Because at least two out of three ended very badly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the, th the second movie, right? The second Pirates movie, it, Andrew seems to like it. I see good things in it, but it's like you like that movie, but you feel like they're, they're trying really hard. 
and then it all falls apart in the third movie. Actually, very much like The Matrix. <laughs> um, but yeah, those movies are, are pretty much horrible. But I do still... I was surprised at how much I loved the first one when I watched it. And that's actually the real reason why I watched the rest of them. Because I watched the first one just... Because I think I was waiting on these guys to do a podcast or something. And I just turned it on. And I was like, oh, I forgot how much I like this movie. I was just giggling all over the place. But that was one of the franchises I went back on. Another one that I um, have not quite caught back up with yet, but have watched at least four movies out of it in the last couple of weeks was James Bond. So I have been on again, off again watching and going through chronologically all the James Bond movies since maybe two, three years ago. Um, and I started back recently with GoldenEye and have gone straight <laughs> from Golden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've gone straight from movie. GoldenEye. So, yeah, me too. so dumb, but I love that movie. It is. <laughs> Describe every James Bond movie. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I've always said there. There is one of the one of the questions uh, I, I think about for my show is what is your movie death of choice? Like if you gotta go and you get mm-hmm. to choose how you how you go. Andrew, did I ask you this one yet? I don't remember. Okay, um, <laughs> but but that's one. Of, like if you can, if you've got to choose how you're gonna go. What what is your movie death of choice? One of my movie deaths of choice is that admiral at the beginning who Famke Jansen kills between her thighs. I'm like, if I gotta go, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> there you go. What about? But there'd have to be one like say I know they do it all the time nowadays. But um, uh, no, Mister Bond, I expect you to die, and then the laser <laughs> slowly inches up. Yeah, you know? not how I want to go. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, I don't think you understand how this game is played. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to go cinematically, all right? Ah. I, I'm going to pull a Tiger Woods and say, it's just pain, guys. Right. It's just yeah. pain. Okay. <laughs> so that but movie, yeah, so, so, so that movie is dumb, but mwah. Oh, love it. Um, and the fact that I saw... I think it was Andrew retweeted this where somebody made a dumb gif about um, Criterion and what? showed about the Criterion channel. No, you um, said and then show What's that? You said a dumb something? Oh, gif. What's a gif? Uh, a gif is how you fucking <laughs> pronounce it. All right? Um, <laughs> Go on. It's... Uh, <laughs> But they made the gif about um, when Bond said, take me to Janus. And I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I went from GoldenEye and I just finished watching Skyfall. Um, oh which, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I forgot how beautiful that movie is. And I Where realized you guys that... talking a lot of smack on, no, that, no, Skyfall, on that top 10. Skyfall, it was the also smack. one. Spectre is the one that I had smack Spectre for. Spectre is the one I gave shit about yeah. at the time. No, no, no. I'm talking about for top 10. I oh, remember. Yeah, because because uh-huh. at the time, Damien. Yeah, you were wrong. At the time, you were wrong. I was, again, we, we spoke about this earlier. Yeah. I was 
on my existential, um, you know, <laughs> only cinema uh-huh. can be considered as the top 10 of any. Okay. Right? No, you and I are um, on the same page where it's all about what you like. Exactly. <laughs> Um, there's a James Bond movie coming out this year, so yeah, sure there is. <laughs> is it is it the fifty dollar premium premium package? Hey, lots of I time have... to die. That's what it's called. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so My much time. Just put down right here. All right, I'll pay fifty dollars for that shit. <laughs> uh, whenever I hear people say things like the insert whatever the hell it is is happening this year i don't smile no because <laughs> they think we're making it out of the year which is good i i, I like an optimism <laughs> yeah but damien i'm pretty sure that this year is 2021 because 2020 yeah. it's like so yeah. you know when you go to a, a hotel um and you go up the floors and there's, there's no, no 13. 13th floor. Yeah, yeah. There's just no 2020. This is Fair 2021. Enough. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, but but yeah, like I I realized that Skyfall out of the newer ones, out of the the Daniel Craig ones, that's mm-hmm. the one that I've actually watched the least. Um, and you're is, wrong. Yes, which is sad because Quantum of Solace, boy, it's hard to defend that movie. <laughs> I think I saw I think I saw Skyfall three times in the theater. Yeah, wow. so much I like that movie. Yeah. I don't do that a lot. I know a lot of people do, but I could count on my here, right hand Douglas. how many times I've done that. Douglas, we live here. It's very <laughs> difficult because you have to go to Carib. <laughs> that movie came out when I was in Trinidad. Yeah, when you are you guys actually comments. worried that Carib might not survive this? By the way, I'm uh, hoping. Worried or excited? I'm hoping. <laughs> This is the one That's my question. I pray. I pray every night. It's <laughs> the one gotcha. thing I ask for. I don't ask for a cure. I just need Carib to not make it. <laughs> so Douglas, do you just have bad boys left to talk about? No, I have um one or two other things just All right. quickly. Um so yeah. Actually, one one other thing. Damien. Hi. I guess it makes sense that you either saw this and didn't talk about it. Or decided not to watch it because of what it looks like. Um, I watched something on Netflix, a comedy special on Netflix. Okay. Um, I watched a three-episode comedy special on Netflix by the name of Middleditch and Schwartz. Do you know what yes. this is, Damien? I know what. Did it you is. watch it? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> I figured as much. No, Damien. I keep questioning I, if I should. I'm just going to tell you right now fucking watch it immediately right this thing right now i'm not gonna tell you that all three are perfect i think the middle one is kind of weak but it's sandwiched between two just amazing things i don't even know what to call this um it's improv um yeah that's what i don't want yeah i know i know um but it is so funny just to see them kind of work together and just make dumb jokes in the moment. And in particular, in that last episode, there's a section where one of them breaks character, essentially, turns to the audience and, and kind of says, listen, I, I see that this guy 
that I'm opposite is about to do a character. I don't know what a character is yet, but it doesn't look like something I want to deal with. I'm afraid right now. Like, that's, you know, uh, I don't know how to sell you on this, Damien, but if there's any way that you will watch this, this, this thing and get back to me, I need you to do it. Because oh, this thing is fucking it, hilarious. <laughs> Again, the middle one kind of weak, but the first and the last episode, oh, amazing. Douglas, don't do this. <laughs> Douglas, if you listen, Doug, all right, let, me, let me just say, if this uh-huh. is some kind of retaliation for that time <laughs> I made you two guys watch uh, that Tiffany Haddish movie, <laughs> I'm just letting you know, no. <laughs> I've had a lot of free time. No, it's not the time to miss me. <laughs> okay? I'm going to watch this. But if, if this is some kind of joke, Douglas, I'm letting you know, no. Very bad things are going to happen. Okay? <laughs> Middle ditch and whatever the fuck. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All um, right, Douglas. I'll, I'll play your game. I'll play your game. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But by the way, with all the time that you've had, why have I not heard you talk about the hunt? Did you watch it and and didn't want to to let me know how bad it was, or yeah. have you just been Douglas, lazy? I have watched since I've been home. Just to give you an idea of what is happening, I every morning I wake up. I watch one match of the World Cup. I have watched <laughs> the last World Cup Jesus. twice in a month. I am now working on number three. I have watched the Expanse twice. St- all four seasons, twice in this month. And I'm watching The Wire because The Ringer is doing their rewatchables and going through episode by episode. Douglas, I am not wasting any of my free time on things that will not give me joy. Because every morning, instead of, I know I should stop doing this, but I cannot help myself. I have the WHO chart bookmarked on (laughs) my browser. And every morning, before I check emails or anything else, I click to see the number. And Every day I see the number, I cannot believe what is happening. (laughs) Because those numbers, especially the death number, are people. (laughs) Yeah. How did we allow this to happen? Is what I ask. And then I have to go, Damon, you can't do this now. You need to stay calm (laughs) and watch The Expanse. (laughs) And so, yeah. By the time I like after eat breakfast and talk to people that love me, and then I'm like, you know what, Damien, what you need is football. And after football, I'm like, you know what else I need? The expanse. And that's what I, and that's what I do. By I the way, um, just to get back to what we're supposed to be talking about here, yes. a quick question for the for for everybody. Um has anybody here watched or started watching Hollywood on Netflix? I watched nope. two mm-hmm. episodes. What's, uh, what's your take? Uh, 
it's fine. It's I mean, like I I I don't know what kind of deal Ryan Murphy struck with the Fox people that they just keep giving him a lot of money to make trashy, trashy shows that all mm-hmm. look handsome. Like he is, mm-hmm. they are like, they are really soapy, really pulpy. Um, just like really handsome trash. Uh, this is a little bit less trashy, but not that much less trashy. It's got, you know, half of it's, it's got a lot of people in it. And mm-hmm. I don't entirely know where they're going, but as I said, right now, what else do I have to do? So <laughs> I, I put it on and, and let it go and make dinner. It's I'm not I'm not in or out. I like I it's it's fine. It's toast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's similar. So I've actually gone maybe six or seven episodes now. Oh, you're almost um, done. Like eight. Oh, is it? Wow. Yes, it's, that, it's well, actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's. Like, I remember thinking a few episodes in, I, I was like, oh, this is essentially like Glee, where um, <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm not exactly sure why I'm watching it. And I think maybe after a long enough time, I'll figure out that I shouldn't be watching it. Um, <laughs> You're almost done. <laughs> this sounds like Douglas's Netflix watching <laughs> setup. He turns on things and he's like, "I don't like this thing." And then ten hours later, he's like, "Oh my god, I watched that thing." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Douglas, you should watch Roma." And he's like, "Fuck you, no." <laughs> that sounds like Douglas logic to me. Pretty yeah. much. I will give Ryan Murphy this, though. I still love American Horror Story. I think I'm now two seasons behind, but that, sh- that show like is amazing. I keep meaning to go back to that show. I'm still stuck in the witch season. Oh, man, <laughs> that's that. far. The one that I got stuck in was the one of the more recent ones, the one where it's Apocalypse. Mm. But yes... Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, that's it for me, Andrew. You may now continue with what you have to, um, what you've been watching. All right, so I'm going to roll through these. Um, that's what you think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is really just a one-off mention. We talked about this before. I will rewatch Police Story Two. Um, I started I watching to... the first one. Oh, Andrew, Jackie Chan is on Criteria, and I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to say is I remember when I first saw this one, I think I said bad things about it. And not awful things, but really to the effect of it's not as good as the first one. It's still pretty damn good. That movie's really fucking fun. Um, People, if you've not seen the Police Story movies, it is Jackie Chan at his finest. Um, And if you think Super Cop is the best Jackie Chan, you need to go back a couple movies. Um, That movie's amazing. So, starting with the movie that... It's all right. I mean, it's what it is. I saw a movie that I've never seen before, directed by Mr. Robert Redford from 1992, Ooh. entitled A River Runs Through It. Oh, Do you guys know what the movie is? I know what it is. I haven't watched it, though. Fishing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brad Pitt fishing. Brad Pitt and Tom Skerritt and whoever the third guy is. He never became famous enough for me to remember his name. Um, fishing in the river. And ridiculous 20 stories, and it's all right. Um, I remember 
coming towards the end of the movie, I'm just like, when is Brad Pitt going to get murdered? Because this movie's playing like he'll be murdered. <laughs> and I swear they teased it for like 40 minutes. Where it's it's almost like that joke in cartoons where you see the guy, you see the, the guy coming off to the end of the bridge and walking off the bridge, but he doesn't fall yet because he doesn't look down. And then he gets to the other side and he's safe. And you're like, how does he not die? And, and they just keep doing that for like 35 minutes at least. Um, and that was more entertainment for me than probably what the movie inten- intended, I feel. <laughs> um, the movie's all right. It's it's a drama life story movie. It feels like a lifetime movie is what it feels like. Um, and that's probably not a good thing on this podcast, but still, whatever. Um the other thing I want to talk about, which I'm certain Douglas is probably on par with me. I'm maybe, well, I mean, you're not doing anything else, Ryan. You probably are. I, Westworld <laughs> finished last no. night. Westworld finished the other day. Yeah, um, I watched that, I think. So season three is done. Um, Ryan, are you up to date on the Westworld or are you out? I'm an episode behind and I I barely have any idea what the shit is going on. So. <laughs> You know also, what? It's good. Spoil oh. away. Spoil <laughs> away. I I'm I sort of understand what's happening this season, but I swear to God they are they are playing with keys that are not on my piano. <laughs> oh my God! This movie and this show. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the worst. I agree. Let's let's talk about why. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying a show where uh, uh, Evan Rachel Wood gets to basically play a Terminator because she's better than most of the last few uh, Terminators. Yeah, I mean, I agree if that were the show that they were giving us. But it so does like, not have to be. Exactly. So, like, um, and I said this to Damien, I got kind of excited when this, ep- this season started because that first episode was exactly what you described a, a while ago, Ryan. Her being a terminator and it was just oh it was heaven to watch and then they stopped because yeah. <laughs> you guys then don't like, learn oh wait we forgot we need intrigue <laughs> i mean vincent cassell shows up so you like that ups the bar a little i'm like oh, yeah. okay you know we, we yeah. were bringing in vincent cassell okay cool Mm-hmm. And, they, and they keep moving around to the different worlds. Like when they, I think, I think it was the first episode or the second episode where they dropped uh, Thandie Newton into World War II Europe. Like, you know, they've got Westworld and they've got Samurai World. Okay, now you've got War World. I'm like, hey, cool. All right. We can keep this train moving along. No, they, they, they are finished with that real quick. I, yeah. Uh, I don't know how it ended yesterday. It's still sitting on my DVR. I, I haven't made a rush yeah. to watch it. Uh, so <laughs> I, I take so, what you're talking about. Answer much. this question. Sure. So when the first season rolled around, right, the whole the whole ethos that got everyone in was, what if you could play in a cowboy video game real life, mm-hmm. right? You get to go to this world, right? And then slowly but surely they show you their samurai world, and I think is this season is the first time they showed off World War World. Mm-hmm. I want to know who wants to go to World War World, because. As lawless and crazy as samurais and cowboy worlds can be, who wants to go and visit World War II world and like deal with that shit? Uh, that seems strange. Uh, me? I mean, I mean, 
yeah, like I, you know, it's, it's I love his shirt. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't need to stay there, but I'll go there for yeah. a day. Yeah. And right. also, Andrew, remember, it's not Foxhole World War II world. It's I'm a spy World War II world. So <laughs> there's still, like, you know, some excitement. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I didn't like about the show is that there are about five or six versions of this show that would be great. And they've never done any of them. <laughs> it disappoints me so like, much. They had the one episode, the one episode that I got to give them credit for this year that was really great was that one episode where they flipped a switch and showed everybody their future and the world just mm-hmm. descended into chaos and it was all played. They, they said to um, Caleb, the um, why is that actor's name just dropped out of my head? Aaron, Aaron Paul. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Paul. They, they, the Aaron Paul character, they're like the drug you're on has five acts. Get ready. Cause you're not going to be, you're not coming down off this trip until you go through all five acts. So along with the fact that they're showing the entire world, what kind of shit they're about to deal with that they have no clue. The uh, Aaron Paul is narr- is going through it. And at one point it's in his eyes, it's a horror movie in another point in his eyes, it's a cop drama and there's music playing behind it. Like that episode was killer, but it's the only episode out of like eight that I can really remember. I actually remember having huge problems with that episode because while one thing I'll say is truly killer this season was any moment Lena Waith, 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 I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's barely um, in it. Was in the show. Huh? She's barely in it. She was in. Oh, she is there. Andrew, I'm in love with it. All right. Remind me, that's Master of None, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I really like her yeah, me in too. this show. Oh. I agree. Yeah. yeah but um, I mean, she's barely But there. that episode, the genre episode, that felt to me like the weirdest gimmick they could throw in to be like, here's something you'll remember from an episode. And but I agree with you, Ryan. I remember I it. Love... You know? it's, it's, <laughs> it's not original, but at least I remember what they did. I still have no idea what the hell her actual plan is for this whole... I, I keep waiting. I have no idea what her actual plan is for this season. They tell you in the last one. About time. (laughs) (laughs) It's pinky. Uh, It's pinky. (laughs) What I find hilarious, like now that the season is over, so like the first season was Cowboy Land. Like they're all in the Cowboy Land. Yeah. The second season was Cowboy Land on Fire. Right. Right? Where suddenly the cowboys can murder you now. Yeah. Um, this season is like out in the real world with like scheming and trying to like do a thing and they make it clear what i think the next season is going to be and garbage if it is i'm out (laughs) (gasps) what is happening (laughs) i'm done with this show andra abandoning a show Hmm. i don't care how much every week they might hint at sci-fi nonsense that i'd like to see in sci-fi nonsense tv shows eventually it kind of needs to do something and i'm just like i don't care anymore yep like because they're not doing what we want them to do i'm a, i agree even even when in this last episode as all of these shows do when they have like one or two action scenes where you're like oh sweet an action scene then you're like wait i was that was like eight hours ago we started this didn't we and you're just kind of like i can't do it anymore um anyways moving on unless Douglas, are you going to save Westworld from its cancellation from Tomp? 
Um, no, because I've already spoken in detail about what this show should be and the fact that there are actually five versions of what the show could be and none of them exist. Um, there, why there are no Velociraptors in this show is beyond me. Um, I was trying really hard for this episode to finish the season of Devs to talk to Ryan about it because he's been harassing me to watch uh, Devs. I haven't finished, for, like, show finished yet. two months. It's all I'm, I'm at, I finish. I've gone five episodes, um, and I'm really loving it. I'm going to finish. <laughs> it's slacker. I don't know about loving. It's 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 all right. It's a slow burn. Um, I, I too haven't finished it. I'm not sure where I am though. I think maybe sounds like around where you are, Andrew, maybe four or five episodes in. I mean, back when we started, back when we started this episode in 2019, um, I said that the director of bad company is not the kind of director who's a brand for me. (laughs) Alex Alex Garland, who made devs, same guy, like he wrote the beach. He wrote 28 days later. He wrote, um, yeah. yeah, he wrote, I mean, he directed uh, Dread, um, yeah. you know, Ex Machina. He is a brand for me. Any Anything that yeah. man makes, I go. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's, he's pretty awesome. <laughs> so Ryan made the mistake of saying bad company. That's okay. But it made me remember for the first time in a long time about that movie with Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, um, that movie's bad. Taga 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 woods, yo. I know. Um, so the next movie I want to talk about is one that I have been told to watch for a while and I've finally gotten around to. It's the film Dragged Across Concrete. Oh Andrew sounds like he hates this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad movie, Douglas. <laughs> Ran, are you familiar with Mr. Zalo and his work? Nope. Um, this movie is magnificent. <laughs> yes, <Yay>! Andrew! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dragon Concrete stars one Mr. Vince Vaughn. Um, <laughs> I noticed you start with the non-problematic Johnson, one. <laughs> John Johnson and sadly Mel Gibson. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah if you're able to get over that fact then this is a fantastic movie (laughs) it is a crime movie Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson play police officers detectives and they do some bad shit and they are suspended from work and Mel Gibson fed up with his life living in a bad neighborhood decides to go and rob some bad people and even more bad things happen. This movie is incredible. It feels like a 70s, like, noir punk movie, and they play the parts hard. I mean, this feels like Mel Gibson from Payback coming back older and more ridiculous, and I love Payback. I was going to say, oddly enough, now you are speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Vince Vaughn does his best to bring back the true detective Vince Vaughn. Oh, boy. Right? 
Um, he Douglas loves to tell me the joke that's early in this movie when Vince Vaughn just yes, instead I love of bringing it. <laughs> coffee to Mel Gibson as a friend, he decides to tell him about the coffee he's drinking <laughs> and how it came from the mountains. <laughs> he had to go down the mountains of, from the foothills of, of Blue Mountain. It's from our country, Andrew, which is what makes <laughs> it even better. He's talking about Blue Mountain coffee. It's so dumb, and he's <laughs> such an asshole. And they're assholes to each other, and they're horrible people, and they get them themselves into the worst bind and i love this movie for all of that yep <laughs> my god um on a complete aside recently i rewatched contagion and <laughs> i'm not going to talk I'm not, I'm not going to talk too long about this because I, I, i'm bringing it back to drag the house concrete um it had been it's been decided that contagion by uh, renata is that contagion is the best gwyneth paltrow movie ever <laughs> she, she hits gwyneth paltrow. Five <laughs> <laughs> she hits gwyneth paltrow Wait, what um what contagion there must be a better movie with gwyneth paltrow in it there's no way <laughs> i mean i'm not a huge that she dies fan quick and so horrendously that, that that's renata's point is that she gets it and yes. she gets it quick Ah, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, this <laughs> movie, Cross Concrete, is the best Jennifer Carpenter movie. Hey, hey, right. hey, <laughs> play nice. <laughs> She's a bad actress. Which one is Jennifer Carpenter? The sister, the sister oh, from, the Dexter. from Dexter. Oh, right. okay. Where did she I go? Like her. She went nowhere, country, which is nowhere. Deserved. Nowhere. <laughs> She's bad in Dexter, but, but I like like four seasons of Dexter. Exactly. <laughs> um, I remember she was in that horror movie amazing. about quarantine or something like that. Yeah, it's called the Quarantine. Remake probably the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. Drag the Cross Concrete is pretty great. The only thing I have against it, but not really, is that it's kind of long. It's like almost three hours. It is almost Um, as long as it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do it. Did enjoy my time with this movie. I plan to watch the other Zala movie. I've not seen the one with Vince Vaughn soon. Oh, Cell Brawling Cellback ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. That one. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that one is a weaker Zala, right? Bone Tomahawk. He's on point. Oh, it's um, that guy? No, it's, uh-uh. Yes, that guy. No, uh-uh. Done. Out. Forget it. <laughs> Do you, oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Done. I'm sorry. Is I'll tell that, you this much, right? Is that I have Bone a Tomahawk dissenter oh, here? Damien, Damien, whoa. whoa. I'll, I'll play the... I'll be the, the diplomat in the middle of this, this here fracas, sir. Um, <laughs> so what I'll say to you is this. I have a feeling that you don't like Bone Tomahawk because of the gruesomeness yeah say that's a word of yeah, it All right. that's a word yes yeah. <laughs> um i will say this much right so this doesn't have that element of it oh good um, that's great <laughs> this there are a couple of scenes here and there yeah but this this is just a a, a true cop movie and uh... what what it is right is that he goes he dedicates himself to whatever he is doing right so with Bone Tomahawk, that meant I am going to make this into the horroriest of horror, gruesome porn, whatever, at the end of this film. In this movie, it he explores these two men um, and just how kind of almost insane they are um, and what that does to each other and how that actually affects even their families. Um, and that is 
another big piece why I love this one. This movie, Ryan. I mean, this I've movie got, is top notch. I've, I've got no sports, so it's on Prime. <laughs> it's on Prime. That's how I watched it. <laughs> but if you're going to try and get into this guy, do not watch Cell um, Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine first. I'll start that with movie this. is. It's Maybe. all right. We'll this one is fantastic. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the last thing I want to talk about is not a movie. And I uh-huh. apologize. I finally finished playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> <laughs> and I need of to course, talk about this thing. Of course, we're, we're changing this into the unnamed video game podcast. Of course. <laughs> What's Final Look, Fantasy? This again? was... <laughs> this was the game I played to no end when it came out in the 90s. I played it. I didn't even own a PlayStation at the time. I played it on the PC port, and they made you use the number pad for the so, entire controller. So this is the one with Sephiroth in it? Yes, Sephiroth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played this one too, yeah. It is incredible and at the same time bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is amazing for me to play this again because... It, these games are written for teenagers uh, in in the way most anime is. It is ridiculous. It is over the top. There are scenes of bike foo in this game, and it is unbearably crazy. At the same time, I sort of love all of the action of the gameplay. <laughs> there are parts of this game where I'm like, I feel like this is a tactics game where they're also making me do Devil May Cry fighting. And I love it. There are characters they have in here, which are just straight up jokes. There is a man in here called Johnny, who I've checked on the internet and they say he was in the original game. I remember nothing of him. He is the funniest piece of nonsense they could have ever put in this game. They're, they put in rhythm games into this game. You, There is just crazy banana nonsense there is a character by the name of tonberry i think i put a picture in the in the whatsapp group of this guy he is he is like a little slug with a monk outfit on him he literally crawls at the pace of a slug towards you and he casts spells to stop you from moving and then he one shot kills you and when i see that i can't stop laughing Right? It's not so much as me being at a video game being upset that it's hard. It's me just laughing at how ridiculous the game is. And I spent like 35 to 40 hours on this game to beat what is exactly around a third of the original game story. I'm actually interested to play the next chapter whenever they release it in like another 10 years. That's a no for me, dog! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got over the first hurdle of Renato seeing me play too many video games, and she went like, you're a child. Yep. And I went, you knew this already. And she went, I did. Renato apologized on his behalf. Uh, there's nothing we could do, though. We tried. I tried. I, I remember last year when I warned her when Red Dead Redemption came out, Yeah. when I told her, uh, we, I'm sorry. We, we won't be seeing a lot of each other. <laughs> The next two weeks, it'll be hard. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't see a problem because we weren't living together at the time. Yeah. She now she's now. like, oh, I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I watched, played. 
I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake was really more watching because there are lots of cutscenes, as most Japanese games are. Just crazy long cutscenes. Um, but it is insane, and I love it. But I have to hear now mm-hmm. Douglas talk about Bad Boys. Yes! Because not only am I curious to hear his opinion of Bad Boys 3, but I'm really interested to hear him comment on number two because I've yeah. heard some descendant words from him oh, recently yeah. Oh, yeah. on fuck, this movie. Fuck that movie. Is, uh, has been all right, my, let's turn off his podcast. It's right. been my, my um, uh, position to date. Right? So, so Ryan, just to, to let you know, there's been a big fight in this podcast because Damien loves Bad Boys 2. I hate Bad Boys 2. We have been... Um, at odds on this for mm-hmm. quite some time now. Uh, Bad Boys 3 came out recently, and I think it was last week or the week before, it became officially rentable on Google Play. I didn't have right. to actually buy it um, and have it for the rest of my life. I could just rent it for a day and watch it. So I decided it was time to catch up with the Bad Boys. I actually watched all three movies, mm-hmm. um, not quite one after another, but in fairly quick succession. Uh, I guess we now have to talk about Bad Boys 3 because we've, we've carved out this time, which is a disappointment to me because I didn't really want to talk too much about it. But here's what I will say before we get into that full-on conversation. I just care about Bad Boys 2. All right, fair enough. One, <laughs> I still love Bad Boys 1 so much. Um, Thank you, this man. Actually... I love this movie more than I thought I did, Damien. Damien, I thought this was one of those movies where you loved it when you watched it, but you're kind of worried that now after you've grown up a little bit, you'll watch it again and you'll find all the flaws. Damien, no. that movie is goddamn perfect. No. No. That movie is true lies. It's perfect. It's it on air. It's all of them. It's <laughs> no, on par. On air. It's fuck on par. On I'm air. not talking to you anymore. I've, we we stop having the conversation once you besmirch Bad Boys too. I don't even know why you're on this podcast. <laughs> I watched Bad Boys too, which mm-hmm. might officially be the first time I've watched Bad Boys too since it uh-huh. came out. Just give me my apology. Listen Just hurry here. up. Bad Boy, Damien, I don't have no goddamn apology to give to you. Bad Boys two is awful. It is what ridiculously bad just wait for it just wait for it i mean how does any of those things make sense Uh, damien there's something wrong with anybody who likes that movie douglas damien i fucking love that movie damien that movie is amazing okay okay (laughs) there's something wrong with me because of that (laughs) okay that movie is bad yeah but Here's the Who thing, cares? right? <laughs> Here's the thing, and I know what happened to me. Bad Boys One came out when I was probably in high school, mm-hmm. um, around the time when, well, probably well, actually after. But I would have been watching things like Face Off. I would have been watching things like The Rock, um, and that was a part of my movie language. And obviously, Bad Boys fit right there. Right. Then in 2003, I was in college, in university. I was watching things like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and um, 
you know, Richard Linklater's cartoon movie that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> and it just was not the existential. Actually, I wasn't too existential yet, but it it was a shitty action movie. And just being a shitty action movie wasn't necessarily enough at the time. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. There's so many things I love about this movie. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> um, and one thing in particular I want to talk about. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith trying and succeeding in scaring the shit out of Reggie yep. is a masterpiece. It's one now, of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> no, let me just set the stage here, right? Um, I saw the scene. I thought it was pretty funny. It was, it was real good, actually. And I had myself a time, you know, chuckled, laughed, maybe even guffawed at this scene. But then moved on with life. And, you know, forgot it. It was a throwaway. Then I watched Bad Boys 3. And was... It, it murdered me, that movie. Not because it was any good. Yeah. And we can talk about how good or not good that movie is. Because, to be quite frank, I wasn't a big fan. But... The fact that Reggie came back in this movie. Yep. And, and, not only did he come back in this movie, but was clearly shit scared in every scene where he had to interact with either of those two gentlemen was the best payoff one could ever ask for. <laughs> and not only that, but this is a character who it's, been made clear went to like the army or the mm -hmm. navy or something like that like has clearly seen shit in his life you know goes out there murders fools you know gets caught in foxholes none of that scares him but you know what does scare him uncle mike and um <laughs> mike larry <Michael laughs> and martin and martin lawrence those two guys oh boy he can't deal with that and that, I can live with a, a not a, a below par Bad Boys three. Yeah, that's what I get out of it. Mm -hmm. Did you find you were missing Michael Bay with this third one? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that was probably the thing that that messed it up. Not it, current it, it, Michael Bay, though. Yeah, not, yeah. previous Michael 90s, Bay. Nineties, yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. Bad Boys Michael Bay. So him, first of all. As much as we are like the shit on Michael Bay, there is a bit of genius about him, right? There's, there's a line. Was, like, I mean, it's it's kind of it's basically everything before the Transformers and throw yeah, in yeah. and throw in pain of gain. Once he gets like mm. once he gets Oh no, I love that. No, 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 don't don't do that. Don't be that guy. Uh, everything it sucks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but everything like once he starts playing with robots it all just falls off a cliff everything up to yeah. okay fine if you want to throw out pain and gain everything up to and including the island for how shitty the island is it's still michael bay doing his michael bay thing 
I should rewatch the island. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, don't do this. <laughs> if you ever wake up and your thought is, I should rewatch the island, go back to sleep. <laughs> so you do you miss you end up missing Michael Bay in this movie like full Bay is not the yes. same as Bay okay no. <laughs> yes. I mean yes. I went to the theater to watch this movie and I remember thinking it was cute that I was the only one who laughed when Michael Bay physically appeared in the movie right yep I did find that a little bit funny and I had to make sure because I was like 95% sure it was him when I saw it and I googled it and it was and that made me laugh but yeah that's it was disappointing that he or at least his sensibilities from the 90s and from the early thousands were not caught and just bottled in this this movie so my sister made a point to me that I never really considered because that's not what I do when I watch movies my sister <laughs> said <laughs> my sister said imagine if you were whatever right and she was saying this specifically in terms of michael Bay. if I, if you went to work every day and you did what you thought was your best work and maybe five people like it and then one day someone says i need you to hack out some madness about robots and it became the biggest thing you ever did she's like that's what happened with michael bay <laughs> and the transformers movies like he probably did the Transformers movies because someone paid him a lot of money to do it. They're just like, we need a big name to tack on to this kid's nonsense. And he he did a job. And then he woke up and it paid him the most amount of money he's ever seen. And he kept making them. And they were all terrible. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter what he did with those movies children went to watch them those movies made billions of dollars none of his other movies came anywhere close to that and so if your worst output makes you the most money why would you try ever again and he did never man never tried again and i kind of respect that when i thought about it yeah i respect that least effort most money i get it I mean, there's there's only so much you can do, right? Like, like at, at a certain point, he's he's used to directing things like cars and planes and tanks and actual people. At a certain point, you're like, okay, everybody, run from the tennis balls. It's like there's, there's only so yeah. much you can do, and, and I mean, yeah, you're still setting off your explosions and tilting your buildings and doing all and you're breaking your glass and doing all of your normal bayhem shit. But you still can't do full Bayhem if you right. can't actually see what's what you're what you're up against. Right. The man did the best. Uh, he he did his best work with Bad Boys Two, and then was told immediately to go play with cartoon robots, and he's never been the same since. Uh, Pain and gain. Is... Pain and gain. <laughs> uh, listen, I like that movie initially. That's right. Good. And then no, I, the end. I even no, said no, that no, to no, Andrew. Sorry. I changed the channel. Here's I didn't the pro- hear the rest. Here's, here's the problem. <laughs> I watch that movie again. It's not good the second time. <laughs> I, I can assure you, Damien, it wasn't good the first time. That's, that is my fear. 
Nothing was. <laughs> it was always bad. Damon, Damon, you know Douglas doesn't count. It was based on a true story. Ooh. I mean, count. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, I have to say that for this movie, I was actually real disappointed that Gabriel Union didn't come back. Yeah, it's weird. I kind of wanted them you, to be married and for um, Mike Larry to have, you, you know, tell there was someone who was not getting a good contract. Oh, yes. Was like, <laughs> Listen, she's married to doing weed. She doesn't need the money. <laughs> Do it uh, for the fans. No, she needs a good contract. Yeah. You guys stop being assholes. Yeah. Um, the third one was just uh, it is spending time in the Bad Boys universe. It wasn't awful, which is good. Um, there are like Damien, the, there was a witch, right? And I actually liked a lot of the new characters that they introduced in this one. Um, DJ Khaled. No, stop it! Please. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> you were talking about new characters. That's I was not, also oh my god! He's not a real person. Stop it! Oh my He's god! You're um, a monster. That, by the way, this is the movie that I sent that picture in the group from. In I the know. credits, they credit him as Khaled, DJ, DJ Khaled, Khaled, in quotes. Khaled. Khaled. Yes. <laughs> it's like really like yeah. something. Boy, that yes, dude. His name is, is Khaled Khaled. <laughs> uh, I hate that man so very much. Anyways, uh, uh, what is missing? Like this movie is like they took the templates of the other two bad boy movies and just made a third one. They didn't try. That there's no risk taken with this one. They're just like, listen, we just need to close this out. We're going to have. A, a couple jokes about them being old. We're going to have some action scenes. And that is where it fell up. Like, the action scenes is the part where Michael Bay was most missed in this. Like, you yeah. needed someone yeah. with um, something special. Um, the In Bad Boys 2, that car scene on the bridge is still one of the most spectacular things I've seen committed to film it's so ridiculous that they made that and there's nothing anywhere near that in this at the end they have some big fight scene and the building is on fire but it's clear that they're on uh it's clear that there's a green screen or a blue screen or whatever it is uh, no one is in any actual danger in that you don't see any kind of fear and uh, you know Michael Bay was setting off explosives in front of people, and so you needed it's stuff like that. You just it none of this movie feels particularly special, but I'm glad that they at least closed it out um, with something that I um, I wasn't like this up upset that um, this is how it ended. Uh, so but- Andrew, Andrew, if you have if you find yourself bored with Final Fantasy or Animal Crossing and you have two and a half hours to kill, would you rather watch Bad Boys 3 again or would you rather no. watch Gemini Man again? No, I, I, no, mm. no to both. Oh. Bad Boys 3. No Bad Boys both. 3. If I have to pick between those, those two yeah. guns, because Bad Boys 3 gave me Martin Lawrence as right. peak Martin Lawrence. Whoa, yeah. whoa hold on. Andrew. No to both. You, you might want to check Andrew. the code on that again. <laughs> so... Exa- explain to me 
how, and thankfully I haven't watched it yet, you are going all over the place willy-nilly recommending Gemini Man to, to certain top podcasters mm -hmm. when you claim that an average movie, actually, I don't even know if I'd call this average, is better than Gemini Man. Yes. Come on. I, I, please answer, Andrew. Defend yourself. Look, look. Gemini Man, to Stretch. me, is... <laughs> I've said many times is not a good movie but I love it because it feels in some way as if they were intentionally making a shitty 90s movie and they were just pushing like the technology that Ang Lee thought he was played with I still have not watched that movie again since I saw it in the theater because I'm because I don't know how it'll play where you're like oh you're just at home and it's a regular they're not doing any other crazy shit but it's a shitty action movie and it felt it felt novel to see will smith who went away after doing all of his oscary movies and he's like all right i'm just doing shitty action movies now because that movie is the perfect movie will smith would have made in fresh prince years right in between his independence days and his bad boys they would have tricked him into doing a gemini man movie yeah. in all of that schedule and it felt, it felt like, it felt like a, someone just made a wonderful video of the '90s, and I treasured that moment of me watching that movie. But if you're asking me now, with the two movies in my head, which one I'd sit down on my couch and watch? I'm gonna watch Martin Lawrence bitch and moan about being old. No, please. <laughs> Can I? I'd like to buy a vowel. Can I buy a vowel? Go ahead and retort. I don't want. To. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to watch any of these movies. These movies. Are oh true. well, then, well, you're taking door number three. You said <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, taking I'm the leaving. exit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not talking. Whoever is rigging this game, I don't want to be friends with anymore. So that's it. No. <laughs> now, Andrew, just so you know, you made me watch Gemini Man, and uh, my mother also wants to tell you very bad words because she watched it beside <laughs> me. She's also very upset. <laughs> So the next time you come here, just know <laughs> you might run into some problems. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I like how he's confident. No, he's like, I'm not there, so who cares? <laughs> I mean, there's a virus stopping me from yeah. getting anywhere near there. Yeah. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? I ain't give a shit. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure JetBlue is flying. I know, I know, Big yeah, is never flying here, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. fair point. Um, I don't know what else we have to talk about because, I mean, Bad Boys is really the end of podcasts. Uh, I mean, I miss, I miss sports. I suppose we could um Stop it. start talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's my way of saying thank you so much everyone for listening to Ryan thank you for what? joining us my pleasure we're not going to talk about bad movies like no, you know, certain no bad movies certain golden god like Cameron Crowe movies I mean, no <laughs> <laughs>